Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of Bantha Milk Podcast, we find out that the empire is a disease that grows when we are sleeping. Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> Rob told me I could have some fun, so I had some fun. It just like peaked. It sounded like uh, I was going through puberty at that time. It was like intro music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you were, Rob. Maybe, maybe I was. Were. Maybe <laughs> but here I we was. are. Uh, it, it, we've made it to the end. The end we, of the season. We have. Uh, and ahead of us is the dreaded dirge of Star Wars content. But there's actually a couple things we can talk about. But we're here to talk about right uh, episode twelve. Episode of, twelve uh, of you know uh, Andor. Andor. We are Bantha Milk Podcast. We are. Uh, that's what they call us on the streets. And let's get our Bantha milk out Yeah, let's get it because it looks to me like you have a different beer this time. And I do. I went out. So I, like I was looking. There is a Brick Road uh, Brick Road Brewing. Uh, Good alliteration. Yes. I like it already. In, in New York. And I was like, ooh. But I couldn't find any of that around here. So I really wanted something that dealt with like bricks or something like that for... The big episode, or even daughters, because of the daughters of Ferrix sure. and whatever. Uh, what I wound up finding was supernaut. Supernaut, like yes, astronaut. like astronaut, it's but a Star super Wars. astronaut. Yeah, astronaut like Star Wars from New England Brewing Company, and this is an IPA because just UPA. About- UPA, IPA, I, we all PA. I have a shirt that says IPA a lot when I drink. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, so it's a, it's an IPA because aren't they all? Um, so I got this uh, and I went out specifically to try and find something for this. For this, I was going to get um, RGH last week had celebration um, brewing. Oh, um, okay. Because of you know coming towards the end. Uh, but I couldn't find any of that around here. So that's, okay. that's what I have. And you have your typical. Just just bourbon, bullet bourbon, right? In my patented, you know, if you can see that on our YouTube, uh, Nick, I don't like sand. I don't uh, like sand. Uh, what are these called? Flasks. Flasks. That's right. Uh, 8-19-17, the date of my buddy Bill's wedding. Uh, that was a nice little crack you had there. Thanks. Like you know what's really funny? Speaking of weddings, I have this glass. This glass is vintage. I'm ready for it. This Wait is from nine twenty ninety seven. Yes, nine twenty ninety seven. My friend, you were married? My, no, my friend okay. Jerry, Jerry Bradley. If you're listening to the show, he had a very uh, awesome wedding. He spread it out over like two years. Um, there was a whole big thing that they did. They had. Uh, I went with them to City Hall where they got married in front of the judge. Okay. And then, I don't know how many months later, they had the ceremony. And then a couple years later, they finally had their honeymoon a couple years later. So okay. it was like a two-year wedding thing that they had. So hey it was man, pretty funny. You do you. But yeah, this like. was from their wedding. And I was like, one time he posted something on Facebook about it. And it was What's like- What's the date? 
Nine twenty ninety seven. Interesting. So you were three, right? I was ten. Ten. No. Nope. Okay. Ninety seven. Nine. I was nine. I will. I would have turned ten the next year. Okay. Month, in October. Um. So you know, I was probably in second or third grade. Yeah, I was in a wedding. Yeah. No. Ninety seven. I was probably in fifth or sixth grade. Okay. Still, I was in a wedding. I always do. I always do the math by. I know nine eleven was my freshman year. Okay. Um, which is funny, by the way, because it, it, huh. I'm entering a new phase of my life here, Rob, because as, a, as an educator, I've come up being known as the young guy. Right, but you're I'm losing not, that. No. I'm not the young guy anymore. Um, my, my marching band staff are both yeah, 11 don't years even, younger than I am. Don't even get me started on, on Luke, uh, not Skywalker or Starkiller, oh, yeah. from your marching band staff, yeah. who has replaced you at the middle school with us because— Luke's great. Luke's awesome. Don't get me wrong. He was rubbing into uh, our other friend Mike and I's faces how he was born the year Mike started teaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 87? No, 97? 97, somewhere in there. And his first year in preschool was the year that I started teaching in the district that I'm in now. Now, I was teaching three years before that. His first year in preschool was my first year teaching. So Yeah, well, we were talking about something. I forget what. It's him and Gabby, my two staff members. And somehow, like, the like just this conversation we had, where 9-11, I was a freshman in high school, popped up. Yeah. And they went, you were a freshman in high school during 9-11? <laughs> I was like, yeah. When were you? We were in, like, kindergarten. And I was like, okay, that's, I'm now, uh, like. Yep. People are gasping at the mm-hmm. fact that I was alive and conscious during a yeah. large... Yeah, I'm an old guy now. Yeah, like it's... it's. Uh, I've talked about it at school before. Like we used to take kids on field trips every year to New York. Right. And we would go to uh, the World Trade Center and stuff like that. And the first couple of years that we went, it was very meaningful because they remember they were in school when 9-11 happened and they right. remember and all that stuff. The kids that we have now... It's a, like a historical event. To yeah, them. yeah, they're just might as well be it's, Pearl Harbor. It, I was gonna say it's our Pearl Harbor. Yeah. To us, Pearl Harbor is something that happened before us. Not saying it's not important. Right. It doesn't have to. The, yeah, they have didn't it. live it the way the way we lived it. Like yeah. people who lived Pearl Harbor, it's very emotional to them. And uh, to me, it's not as it's as I got older. I I don't want to say appreciate it. I understand. I understand it a lot better sure. now. Um, but I still I don't know when Pearl Harbor Day is. Or, December seventh. Yeah, I was going to say it's coming up soon. I knew that much. There's only two reasons I know that. One, my senior year, uh, my senior recital in college was on December seventh. Okay. Um, and two, just I know in his opening speech mm-hmm. on this day, December seventh. Like I just. I think it's like 1942 or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, we'll yeah. go down in a day of infamy. I remember yeah. that. And so. here we are. A Star Wars podcast. Talking all about history. Oh, yeah. Yes. You tune into our, our other, you know, <laughs> uh, banter, uh, uh, you know, actual history, st- history and bantha milk. Yeah. Um, <coughs> anyway, <coughs> you can catch us on a lot of different social media platforms. Yes, you can. Uh, and I happen to know someone who can tell you what they are. Why don't you tell us? I, I guess I can do that. Hey, if you're interested in more Star Wars <laughs> info, want to chat, or even want to send us some Star Wars drink recipes, please be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast, Twitter at Bantha Milk. You can email us at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com or even check out our website, BanthaMilkPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast over at the Ears Up <laughs> Network. Our friends over, up, over at Ears Up help us a whole lot. 
So give them and their many shows a listen. Oh my god, it's going to be 4 their hours. Shows include Ears Up, Ears <laughs> Up in Depth, The Supreme Resort, and Scraping the Vault. Also be sure to check out their Patreon at patreon.com/ears with a z up. For as little as $2 a month, you can help support our show. Any donations sent their way directly help us here at Bantha Milk Podcast and comes with great perks. So please check them out today. <laughs> this is a mistake. So, <laughs> so when you're listening to a podcast, you can adjust the speed that you listen to it. One, oh, one and a half yeah. speed, two speed. Like it's really fast. <laughs> sure. So during that, I want everybody to listen to that uh, thread at 2x speed because then it'll be it'll be like the the worst of the chipmunks. Yep. Oh yeah. Ooh. Every time I feel like I, I hear one of those sped up things, I think of the the Chipmunks Christmas album. Oh yeah. Yeah. So which, bad. Which is burned into my head. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's all anyway. our social means. You can find yep. us on all of those things. And also freestyle watches. Nick refuses to go Apple, so he doesn't get a freestyle watch uh, you're band. You're right about that. That's but uh, if you want to go Apple like I did, you can get a cool freestyle watch band. And in the show notes, we'll have a link to it. Uh, you get 10% off if you put in into this. You click on the link and then type in Bantam Milk 10, and you get 10% off any freestyle purchase, whether you get a full all, all full old school uh, watch or just the bands, whatever you want to get. You can get it all for uh, 10% off. Make sure you do that. Make um, sure you do that. I will tell you, I, I did find a, a watch band for my new Google Pixel that I really liked in the interim, uh, and I ordered it. And, nice. And uh, they shipped it. To my old address. Oh, no. Which I guess I neglected to take off my Google yep. account. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, oh, well, that's a bummer. Maybe I can call them. I was impossible to call them. Um, and then they tried to deliver it, and they kicked it back. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I, I got on my motorcycle, and I'm like, I'm going to go get it at the post office. And I got there just after they had already returned the sender. <laughs> oh, no. So now I... I think we're going to say the post office was closed yeah, or no, something it, like that. It was close, though. I was... Anyway... It was like a whole afternoon affair. Yeah. Like, I was annoyed because, like, I'm not home and I didn't even get my thing. Anyway. Anyway. So I'll have to order one. Hopefully by and, that uh, time I can get a, a freestyle one. Yeah, hold up those stickers oh, yeah. also. Um, if you want if you want to uh, litter your town with uh, some Bantha Milk stickers. Not litter. Not litter. This is gorilla advertising. Gorilla advertising. We are, you know, like mom and pop stores. Yes. We are a mom and pop podcast. We are. Who's the mom yeah. and who's the pop? That's uh, the question. I'll leave that up to the audience yes. to interpret. I got to tell you, we both have beards, um, but, you know, it's 2021 or 2022. Wow, I can't even remember. And it's a progressive world. It so, is a progressive world. So we can all have beards. We can. Um, that being said, um, we have these stickers. Right here, right? Uh, I have been guerrilla advertising around <laughs> South Jersey. Um, respectfully, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, you know, about as respectfully as I can while, you know, being accosted by people for money at a Wawa. Right, exactly. Uh, I figure if I'm going to, like, be a motorcyclist and I have to be subject to, like, every time I stop to get an espresso being, like, you know, hassled by someone for mm-hmm. money, I can leave a sticker or two. Exactly. Sure, why not? Uh, corporate tax for yep. being a corporation. I anyway. You can let Rob know you want some. Yeah. Email us at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com, uh, and we'll send you some. That's right. Uh, Avengers Hockey said Alvin, Simon, Theodore. Theodore. That's oh, right. Uh, so, yeah, so do that. And also, we hired uh, – Nick doesn't know this yet because it's actually coming out of his salary. Uh, <laughs> true, true story. I hired a social media director over the week. Um, little does this guy know that he gets paid the same thing that we get so I'm sure he's, yeah. So I, I don't know how long it's going to last once he finds out that there is actually no paycheck. But uh, 
on our social media, you may start seeing more posts from us, and that's because I hired our good friend, my good friend Rick Schnee. Rick Schnee. So follow Thanks, him on uh, on Facebook as well if you want to. He posts a lot of funny things on there. Oh yeah. And then uh, he's been posting stuff for us as well. Yeah. Uh, so ears up, corporate thought it'd be better if we had a handler because over the weekend Rob went our Twitter and he kind of went a little crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, he started yelling at Star Trek fans. I and did. He called, and I, Supreme, he called the Supreme Taco Resort some pretty unsavory things. I did. It wasn't, um, it wasn't nice. And so they figured, you know, let's take Rob and Nick out of the equation and hire yep. someone to handle them. And I um I also uh, charged I got blue checks for us. Thank well yeah, I put well, that on the ears up corporate card. Well that's so messed up. We should have a gold check, right? Because we we're a should, government entity. We are government. Did you see that there's new? No. Like, now everyone gets a different color. There's so all these new, different colors. The new thing is government entities get like gold checks or policy. Pol- like someone gets the gray checks. Regular people get blue checks. Like every you get a check. You get, you a, get check. a check. You get a check. Elon Musk is a crazy dude. He sure is. Boy. So he's trying to figure out how to get all the money lo- he can. I just love like the fact that we're seeing all of this stuff play out in real time. It's like, hey, I'm gonna do a really stupid thing and try it. That didn't work. Uh-oh. Or, let's retract it and try it. Like, let's just, try it a different way. Like, maybe you could have workshopped some of these yeah. things. Yeah, you could have. You could have tried it in a beta testing first. Yeah. With a, you know, done a survey. Yeah, Elon yeah. Musk is like the chaos factor he is. in America right now. He is. Unfortunately. Although, I don't know what's a bit. Anyway, let's move on from Moving that on. Topic. All right, well, we got some news. I have some fun news that I found. Mm, our music guy just got real mad at Sorry, you. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. We, uh, the one we made, uh, that's fine. <laughs> this is the real version. So I, ha- I, I had to play the actual version because Brian uh, is a listener and he does great stuff. Though. He does Thank great you, stuff for us. Um, but Star Wars news. Yeah, Star Wars Lay news. Lay on me, Rob. Lay, I'm What's happening in One Star of Wars the best Star Wars games in years is free on Epic right now. The game that you got when it first came out, Star Wars Squadrons. Squadrons, good game. Yeah, the I space. never finished it, unfortunately. Um, when I was playing it, there was a lot of glitches and there was a lot of long load times. I should give it another go. You should give it another shot. But on Epic, it's available free on the Epic Game Store for the next week. Um, so this and one this problem just, with that is that you have to download the Epic Game Store, which yes. is just annoying. Um, yeah, our uh, you know Doug, everyone who listens hears about our fact checker Doug. He is uh, several times uh, talked about how amazing that uh, game is, particularly in VR. In VR, yes. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the money to get PlayStation VR or an Oculus Rift. Uh, but if you want to, you know, donate uh, to get us an Oculus Rift, you can check out our only, f- I mean, uh, check out our uh, <laughs> Patreon. That's right. Um, anyway. Only <laughs> no Nick, Nick, uh, Nick sells feet pics. Oh, my with, God. Uh, right next to Please. R2-D2. Just <laughs> can you imagine? Star you Wars know, feet pics. Honest to God, we could probably make a little money opening up an OnlyFans and just posting pictures of, like, Star Wars aliens. Pic- Star Wars aliens feet. Yeah, why not? Just... Spray That's paint a, your feet different colors, and you could be like, "No, I don't even want." Th- I mean, just like, "Oh, like, from the show." From the show. Okay. Well, no, man. I let's think, do I think it. It's- just crazy enough that people would be like, "That's kind of funny." That's kind of funny. I will, or else I, we would make no money, and that's people would right. be like, "What is this? You're not a, you're not a girl." Anyway, anyway. Um, so, so anyway, what we were talking. About. So that was the first news article. You can get the show from yes, Epic Games. Epic Games. Star uh, Wars. Star Wars Squadrons for free. It's, it's normally forty for bucks. Free, yeah, for sure. But for free, you can get it from uh, Epic 350. Games. 
Yep, free fifty, which is twelve dollars less than Stardew Valley. Sorry to sorry. That yes. Get so, so I was like, all price. I'm all getting ready to to get it, and then uh, and I saw like they even have they have a mobile version. Yeah, they do. The mobile version is like eight bucks, and I was like, I've never paid for a game ever on my phone. I don't think it's, it's a very like that, yeah. it's a big game. Yeah. So I was like, Not all right, too. well, let me check. So I downloaded the whole because um, I I had it and then deleted it with the um. Soft Steam. Steam, yep. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Steam and everything, and then I went and I found it. And it was, it's on sale for eleven ninety nine, by the way. So if you yeah, want to get it, you can get it for like really cheap sometimes. I mean, you, I don't know if you ever use the Steam wish list. No. But if you want a game, you can okay. put it in your wish list, and they'll email you when it's on sale on Steam. Um, that requires me of, to pay, yeah. check my email. That's then. true. Um, you ever hear of Kerbal Space Program? Nope. You would like Kerbal Space Program. Okay. Kerbal Space Program is literally just Kerbals. They're little green dudes. Okay. Um, and you create rockets to go like shoot into outer space. So far, I like it. But it's literally, it's like very realistic gravity and like oh, okay. thruster situation. Like you have to really make this like, an yeah. actual rocket. Sure, sure. Uh, and you can go to the moon. You can orbit things. You can. Okay. Like again, it seems like it'd be something right up your alley. Yeah, because I like I like uh, all the physics and all. Yeah, that like stuff the that real, like the it. ones that yeah. actual. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, we were talking about Star Wars. Games. Star Wars news. Yeah. On. So it w- <laughs> I knew, and and I even posted this uh, this comment on Ears Up Twitter account. Um, but uh, I don't know if you know, my Bob One is back. Bob Two is out. Bob Paycheck, otherwise known as yes, Bob Chapek, right. yeah, big news here. Yes, this is huge news has been replaced with Bob, Bob. Bob Iger, who Bob Iger, I Iger know <laughs> he uh, handpicked Chapek to take over for him. Yeah, they gave him this huge three-year extension uh, just a couple months ago, and then just a few months later, they go, "Man, we changed our mind. You're out, and Iger's back." So I wonder what kind of an exit. Uh, package they gave him. I, oh. Probably well, they, considering they gave him, and it's corporate America, so it's not like uh, like education where right. when you get fired, you're out. Right. They He signed like a three-year contract. So he's going to get that whole contract. So he's going to get that whole and contract. Then, you know, because of early termination, he could, he's probably eligible mm-hmm. for some sort of a severance yeah. on top of that. Yeah. Yep. So, and I mean, his bonus, this is, this is what, uh, I'm, I mean, we, if we wanted to go on the Supreme Resort and talk to those guys about it, because they're like hardcore into this, right. just the corporate structure in America is just is just unbelievable. I mean, the the, the president and the CEO. Now it's a huge. Disney's a very huge organization. Sure, sure. Don't get me wrong; it's a billion dollar company. Right. Like it's huge. Um, but the CEO, his bonus that he got was more than what they could give all of the employees of Disney World and Disneyland a dollar an hour raise and they still wouldn't uh, have touched what his one year bonus is. Yep. Um, so it's ridiculous that the one person at the top makes that much more money than, I mean, the parks is where their bread and butter is right now. Like that's making all the money. Disney plus is not making them money because they're spending so much on the shows that even though they have thousands and thousands and thousands of subscribers, they're not covering the cost of how much they're paying right. for all these shows. Right. All their money's coming in through the parks. The people who work at the parks are getting like twelve, fourteen dollars an hour or whatever it is. Something not a lot of money. Like not livable wage. Sure. But Iger at the top or Chapek at the top, his bonus is more than what everybody in the parks is making 
on a regular basis. Yep, and they're not even, you know, the ones that are bringing in the money. Right, they're the ones, because if the people on the ground are not happy and jolly, when you go to Disney World and you have these people who are grumpy, you're going to be like, I'm not going to go back. I'll go to Universal. Here's what part of the problem is, and again, uh, (laughs) this goes deeper than just this topic. Um, Because Disney has created such a cult of personality, Mm -hmm. everyone knows that... You want to leave? There's the door. Someone yeah. will be right here to replace Someone you. else, yeah. The parks are, are more full now. Yeah. Um, like, it, and you know, that that's the same way a lot of t- the way is in education. Like, yeah. we're losing a lot of teachers. Until now, now we're coming into a place where we're having a shortage, unfortunately. But for a long time, especially for like in my, in the music world, there were so many music yeah. teachers out there. Yeah. Like, like if, if I were to go tomorrow, some would, like a hundred people would apply for my job. Yeah, there'd be a hundred people applying for um, your job. Yeah. So, and this is... You know, we're, we're getting off topic, which we do deal with it, people. You know, us <laughs> that's part now. of the banter. Um, but, you know, you talk about like this, this corporate structure being in the real world, our world. Um, we get this skewed identity uh, idea of what a lot of money is. Mm-hmm. You know, we make less than one hundred thousand dollars a year and we're told that that's plenty. Right. When like it's not. Yeah. And I, like I have friends who are in the private world who work in high paying stuff and I hear them talking about. $40,000 signing bonuses. I'm yeah. Thinking. Oh, yeah. I teach my I, kids. I that, went to the wrong thing. Yeah. Clearly, $40,000 is more, more than half of what I make in a year. Yeah. You know, like. I, I, the, I teach my kids about coding. When I teach them about coding, when you get hired at Google or whatever, you're getting ten, twenty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 signing bonuses. Right. And I tell the kids, you know what my signing bonus was? A half-eaten donut. Yeah. They go, really? I go, no, I didn't even nope, get that. didn't even get that. <laughs> didn't even get that. Nope. But I knew as soon as going back to Iger and Chapek, as soon as uh, Chapek got fired, that the rumors would start of all the other people getting fired. And there's also the rumor that I don't know. I saw I read this. You know, I'm sure rumors are going wild. But there's the rumor that uh, Disney is going to sell to Apple. Yes, I heard which that. I think is crazy. Like, and I Disney's heard Disney's enormous. Do you AMC, really think they sell no, uh, Disney's Disney's not going to sell them. But I also heard that AMC's Disney's going to buy AMC. Okay. The movie theater chain. I don't know why they would do that, but interesting. Uh, but they're going to do that. So there's I, definitely going to be some shakeups. I would imagine things are going to change. Yeah. They don't change the head of the company if they want things to stay mm-hmm. the same. You know, um, I but, think Kathleen uh, Kennedy next, maybe. Yeah. So that's what this <laughs> article is here, and this is what I posted on on Ears Up um, because Jason hates like rumor right stories. Sure. So as do we, we mentioned yeah, it all the time. Yeah, we talk about we it all could, the time. We could sit here and talk about all the rumors, and we would be able to like do a podcast every day. Yeah, but like, who wants to listen to the crap when it's all when it's all bogus? Yeah. So, um, he posted something about the the Chapek and Iger and stuff, and there was a couple other like rumors that were tied into it, whatever. And I said, oh, I said, well, is this an appropriate time to start the Kathleen Kennedy rumor that she's going to be fired? And of course, here it is on some website, Marsa, M-A-R-C-A dot com. Marsa, uh, Marsa, Marsa. Marsa, Marsa, Marsa. Disney had rumored, has rumored plans to remove Star Wars lead producer Kathleen Kennedy. When you have to put in that they have rumored plans. Right. It's not even that they they are rumored to be doing it. It's rumored that they have plans. That they to have do plans it. to do it. Yeah. So it's like here's a whole fake article all because and they wrote the word rumored in it. So when it doesn't happen, they're not doesn't matter. They're not giving you false information. 
They're just telling you what the rumor is. Hey, Rob, I just heard that the new Star Wars movie is going to center completely around me as a character. <laughs> let's, now, let's go. Rumor. Rumor. I, rumor. rumor. Nick DeSalvio to star <laughs> as self in as a new <laughs> Star Wars movie. In a one-man show. <laughs> in a one-man show. Directed by uh, Ryan Wilson. Ryan, jo- Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Ryan Johnson uh, and and J.J. Abrams. And J.J. Abrams. They're going to do a collab. Mm-hmm. Me, me and those two. That's and it. your character. Tom Amin is going to do the music. He will. Appreciate yeah. you, Tom. Um, anyway, look and for you, that. And you on, are. Um, only at AMC Theaters. Only at AMC Theaters. <laughs> only at AMC Theaters. Uh, and on your Apple yep. uh, devices. They're going to zap, zap it to your phones just right. like YouTube. It's just like the YouTube. The YouTube <laughs> uh, album. I'm a little pissed off about it. Yeah. I, look, I was like, hey, I don't. I like YouTube, so I'll take their free album. I don't care. But I think at that point, I was still on Apple products. I think I had an iPhone at that point. Um, and I think I was a little annoyed. I'm not a big YouTube fan. Okay. And I'm not a big fan of just finding things on my because right. I'm just like, what is this? Yeah. What? What? Wait, I, I got an update, and the whole update was that I had to download yeah. this YouTube album. Yeah. It's like when you get like the Samsungware and the bloatware on your phone, uh-huh. but it's YouTube bloatware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, Bob I, Iger, Bob Paycheck, 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 Chapek, Chapek, Paycheck. It's yeah, all the same. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, so those two guys, and, and but uh, you know, if we just as long as you put the word rumor in the article, you can write an article of whatever you want. That's the truth, and we will. Speaking of other uh, ridiculous articles, the Disney Star Cruiser is now Disney World is already discounting Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resorts, sorta. That's sorta. the title. Is it the sorta in parentheses? No, it's dot 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 sorta. Period or exclamation point? Pe- just period. It okay. would have been better if it was exclamation point yeah. because you need to have an explanation point in your title. I, I am an overuser of exclamation points. I love exclamation points. I, I often go back through my emails to find the points where I need to remove exclamation points. Yes. Yeah, because you have too many of them. Yes. Like, like not every word needs to be shouted. <laughs> capital. So if you do capitals, all caps, and exclamation points, are you like yelling, I'm king of the world? Yeah, it's like you're shouting from the mountaintops. There you go. I understand. So here's how this sort of discount is taking place. Let's hear it. Land on me. Uh, and this is also uh, paragraph 14 into the article. Of course, of, you had to read through everything yeah, you already knew. Already knew. knew yes, all about yep. it. So this brings us to the present, as Walt Disney World has released the first discount on Star Wars Galactic Star Star Cruiser Resorts. Kind of. Here are the details. Eligible Disney Vacation Club men- members. Okay, so number one, you have to be in Disney Vacation You have to be in the DVC, yes. Okay, go on. Are so you a member of that? I am not. Okay. Jimmy over at Supreme Resort, or yeah, Taco Supreme, Taco he is. Supreme? So oh, Jimmy, I'm get on this. Can enjoy thirty percent off original point chart values on select two night voyages. Wait, what does that mean? Point so chart? they don't. When you become a Disney Vacation Club member, you're not actually getting money towards your hotels. You're getting points towards your hotels. So you you pay money, and then they give you points. Okay, so what you're saying is when for these Disney Club members, for this discount. Right. They will be getting a 30% off of the number of points points it would require for them to earn to go to Disney Club. So say it's 100 points for Disney. do we know how many points it is? I don't know. Okay. Um, I would love to know the equation of how much money you need to spend in order to qualify. Right. Um, Of course, this... Um, article, article won't tell you, not that. tell you that. Of no, because why would you need? Why would you do the like? No, because that's actual facts and um, 
and legwork and yeah. stuff. Anyone out there who's a D Disney fan, Disney what DVC, is it? Disney DVC Vacation member, Club. I want you to let me know how much you would have to spend at Disney parks in order to qualify for this. Yes. So, and it also, um, uh, oh, there it starts at two hundred and I think they're just talking about the club payments. Two hundred and ninety-five. All right, hold on. The reason the kind of sort of uh, describing the discounts because it's not a good deal. Technically, this is 30% off the previous offer for Disney Vacation Club members. So as compared to that, it's a better offer. However, if resellers were to mark up Taylor Swift tickets by 3% then, or reduce them 30% off, it would actually be a discount or would it from very young guy. So you're saying they, they increased the price. Uh, they started then... 295 Disney Vacation Club points per person, and that's based on double occupancy. For those of you who aren't DVC members... Let's put these numbers into perspective. A standard yes. view studio at the Boardwalk Villas would cost 85 points for an entire week in May versus 349 points per person for a weekend voyage at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruisers. So, so you need 349, 349 points, points per person. It's 85 points for the week. At a hotel. At a hotel. Right. How how much is like a week at a hotel? Um, It's like 100 and... Uh, somewhere between 100 and 200 dollars a night. Let's call it 200 dollars times one week, which is seven, right? Seven. Yeah. So that's 1400 dollars gets you 85. Get you points. 85 points. And you need what? 349. 349 divided by 85 is four or five or four. It's about four, right? So we're talking 1200 dollars times four. You need to spend four. You're getting a 200 dollar discount. So you wind up getting a 200 dollar discount. 1800 dollars. And it would normally cost five thousand. Right. right. Yes. Oh no, that's per person. I think three hundred forty-nine points per person. Okay. So so, so forty hundred dollars per person. Yeah. So that, those numbers can't be right. That that's ridiculous. If that's that the means case, you would have to spend because it's only it's eighteen dollars. Yeah, because it's eighteen to qualify, it's, which doesn't shock me honestly. No, but it's eighteen hundred dollars a person for the normal uh, ticket for these two days. So for a family of four, it's like five thousand dollars for a family of oh, four. That's a family of four. Okay. Yeah. So this is saying it's three hundred forty-nine points per person for a weekend voyage at Galactic Star Cruiser. If that's the case, you're spending way too much money. You might as well just buy the tickets at that. Might point. as well just buy the tickets regularly at that point. But you know Disney. Yeah. The mouse so uh, if uh, both Eric. And Jimmy, who are from the Supreme Resort, are uh, both part of Concierge, which is a awesome um, Disney parks. And they're, they're now branching out into other things. Uh, travel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Gear wear. Gear, no, um, travel travel agency type oh, of okay. thing. Uh, they they mostly focus on Disney, but they've been also booking for Universal and, and cruises and things like that as well. So uh, if it, maybe they can uh, they can clear this up for me, and maybe by our next show we'll we'll have everything accurate as to how much it actually will cost point wise versus uh, the actual trip. But so right now, supposedly there's a thirty percent discount if you're a DVC member, um, and that is good if you're a DVC member want to use all your points on a two night stay instead of a whole week stay. And then the other thing that I had was it was pretty dumb, but Disney Parks posted it. Um, <laughs> somehow they tricked this girl. To, she was taking pictures and posing in front of the uh, Millennium Falcon with her lightsaber. Okay. And her boyfriend was standing behind her. And then the photographer told her to turn around so that we can get another action shot of you spinning around. 
And as she turned around, her boyfriend was proposing oh, to her. Sure, sure. So, of course. Classic, uh, classic. Yeah. So it was a big, big news day for, for Disney and for Star Wars. So that's it for the news. So go ahead and close us out. We will, I, will, I will do that right now. You. And at this mark, we will go to the bathroom or just take a... That's your bathroom break. That is a bathroom break. Or just take a commercial break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we're back. That's, that's, that's what my toilet sounds like when I flush it. That, wouldn't that be great? That would be cool to have a Darth Vader toilet that breathed. I feel you. like there'd be a lot of acoustics at play in order to make that would be pretty cool to make that happen anyway anywho so this is probably the part of the of the show where we should start talking about the topic the topic of the show which is rick's road and or episode 12 rick's road season finale season one episode 12 episode 12 finale of our first season of Andor. uh you know before we get into the nitty-gritty of it Impressions, overall impressions, Rob. What do you think? Uh, I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. It was a great. Con- I thought it was a great conclusion to the a really, really good storytelling. Yes, I agree. Um, I think that it's really interesting because it, the way this show is set up, it's so different from every other Star Wars show yep. we've gotten. And we, I think, we've been trained to go. All right, season finale, they're going to drop some big crap on us, like some some yeah. crazy like. Uh, you know, someone big is going to show up, someone we know, some sort of a... Right. But, like, that didn't happen. No Luke Skywalker I, appearing, yeah, cutting you know, through death troopers. Yeah, no no uh, Ahsoka sighting, you know, none of that. And, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think as Star Wars fans, we become too accustomed to that. Yep. Um, at not... And it's worked. Thankfully, it's always worked. Um, but I think in order to break this cycle of constantly just regurgitating the same old stories... We have to get to a point where, like, you know, sometimes the climax of the story is simply just the climax of the story. Right. It's not it's it's not like a big, you know, deus ex machina of someone saving the day who's really famous. It's just all of these boiling tensions from the season. Coming yeah. To a, coming a to coming to an end. And the fact that it's a finale is because it's, it was a great story that we want to continue. So I think that's what we got here. Um, who's the uh, writer? It. Tony Chaloup. Nope, <laughs> Tony <laughs> Montana. Tony Montana. Uh, Tony Gilroy. Oh, that Tony guy. Gilroy was a writer. He directed a lot of them. Um, creator, producer, all that good stuff. He did a phenomenal job. Yeah, yeah. Did a phenomenal. The, the job. writing in particular, I think, was the strongest suit of the whole season. Yeah, and the other thing that I found out uh, doing the research for this episode, um. Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian. They did a lot of the filming in the void, which is the that volume. the volume, that right. giant LCD screen display, which is amazing in its own right. Right. Uh, this the especially Rick's Road and what's the name of this planet that they're on? Um, Ferrix. Ferrix. Uh, they built this whole 
town and this whole set. Now, yes, there's a lot of green screen around it when they sure. do the the giant city, but the, all the street work and everything. It's all built. It's all built, all which is why you were able to have so many people on set, so many extra background characters walking around. So many, it felt like there was like two or three dog cages that went by. There was like yeah. droids with like boxes with holes in it and stuff. And I'm like, that looks like a dog crate or something like that. But um, because it was, at a, it was at a physical place, it wasn't just in a studio. You were able to have so much more depth. And even in the scenes, all this extra depth and all this. So it was really cool that that they went really uh, like old school with that. And we, the, we see that with every show the more they do that practical sort of yeah. stuff the better it is yeah um and yeah the volume was awesome for what it was so i'm, I'm right not, i'm not upset about any of this stuff no we saw in that no way. not at all i think especially because ferrix was such an important mm -hmm. set yeah know, such an important uh place for this season um yeah it makes sense that they they made and the whole and i know you haven't been there but it ferrix reminds me a lot of galaxy's edge okay and i've said it a couple of times mm -hmm. Um, just the architecture of it and everything is really cool. Uh, so I I was very happy, and it was almost like they they could have walked through Galaxy's Edge and said, okay, we're gonna steal this and steal that right. and whatever um, to go uh, to build into this set. But the set was was amazing. This I really liked it. I loved the crescendo, the build up, the build up until the breaking point, and it wasn't even like the breaking point was a giant rebellion, right? It was more like a protest in the streets that yep. we've all lived through and we've seen, seen, you know, hundreds of them throughout our time of all these different protests. And that's what it was basically like. It, as um, Luthen said in the beginning, we need the people to get so frustrated with the Empire that they finally start to fight back. Yep. And this was that breaking point for the people of Ferrix. And again, you, you forget that this is not a planet-wide sort of thing. This is a galactic scale that we're yeah. talking. So, like, the stakes are relatively low, right? Mm -hmm. In that it's a, it's a small-scale thing. But that's the whole point of this entire conflict is that it's all of these small things that all of a sudden become one large thing. Yeah. Um, and I think they even allude to that in the in the episode, mm -hmm. right? that, like, the small sparks are what start the Great Revolution. Yeah. And, like... The fact that the Empire just wants to come in and make every planet Coruscant. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going we're gonna to take whatever we need from you. We don't care what your traditions are. They did it again in this episode. We don't care that this woman died and that your traditions are this. We're giving you 30 minutes. We're giving you 30 people. That's all you get. You can't do your thing the normal way. They brought we're, a couple more than 30. They did. They, <laughs> they did. They wound up bringing a couple they more. They wound up bringing a little bit more, and it was even more than the 40 that yeah. they that they agreed yeah. upon. So, And it is cool to see because, like, what's what's the Imperial officer's name, the the, the girl? Deidre. Deidre, yeah. Deidre. She, like, I feel like leading up to this, she felt so confident. Like, mm -hmm. she set this up perfectly. Like, I have them right in my trap. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of cool. The cool thing about seeing it from all these angles is that Everyone had an idea of what was going to happen, and it just didn't happen. It was, it was, it was the typical Mike Tyson quote: "Everybody has a game plan until you get punched in the face." face. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, <laughs> and that's what happened. These these uh, Imperials, these these Empire people, got punched in the face, and then all of the not the soldiers as much as the uh, officers, the officers yeah. all the officers started like 
cowering and and were like running and hiding and everything like that. And it was it was really funny. They had every they knew what they were doing. They got punched in the face yeah, and suddenly orders. Wait, wait, we didn't have orders for this. Wait, well, I don't know what to do now. All yeah. right. And so their default mode was just all right, kill everyone. Let's kill go. everyone. Yeah, yeah load, just kill them all. Uh, all right, so that's our. Uh, let's break it down. Let's break, let's break it, it down. down. Uh, that's gonna blast someone in the car. It sure Someone's will. They're gonna. They're gonna, they're gonna weave Sorry and swerve that, and stuff. Sorry, yeah. whoever you are, I apologize. Anyway, so first scene, we see this kid building a bomb. Yeah, it's pretty clear that that was a bomb. Like, was, as, yeah. as he's building, I'm like, what is he building? Oh, that's a bomb. Oh, that's a bomb. Like, that's that's going to be a bomb. And uh, I was... So this is the... I forget his name. But Will, his, Will Moore or Will, something. Yeah, because yeah. his dad got killed, hanged, right? Yeah, his, his it was his friend. Maybe it was his dad. Um, but we've seen him in the background. He's been in right. four other episodes so far. He's been in the background. Um, and it was either his boss or his dad or, or just his Some friend sort of whatever. a father figure. Yeah, to him. To him was hanged. And, you know, here is like Star Wars' way of showing you what actually happens in real life where, hey, this kid got radicalized yeah. by because his dad got killed. Like, yeah. Like, it, you don't think about it necessarily. Oh, of course this kid, you know, he's, he's angry. But like that, you think about real world, that's how it happens. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Happens. And, uh, so I was I was hoping that he was going we we're going to find out that he was something from canon and he turned in he becomes or he's somebody from, you know, that helps either blow up the Death Star later on or something like that. But he's not. And yeah. so part of me was kind of like I was I was really hoping for a lot more of those deep Easter eggs that right. we could talk about on this show. Like this guy was in this book and, and in this and blah, blah, blah. But all of these new vital people, even even Mon Mothma's daughter's betrothed. Daughter's right? betrothed. That, that was one where I was specifically thinking, all right, oh, maybe they're going to show us, oh, my gosh, her daughter is going to be connected to this person somehow. And I was mm-hmm. like, who's this? I don't know who this is. And it was, it, was, it was nobody. It was somebody that they just created for the show as well. Yeah. So I was really hoping all these little things were going to be really deep Easter eggs that we could be like, and here's what it is. And we can't. No. So thanks for that, Tony. Uh, so, yeah, so... He obviously in season two we're gonna see more of him, and he'll probably become a bigger part of season two. But he's right. not he's not even a character that was in Andor, or in um, Rogue One. Right. So, but anywho, so we see him building a bomb, and it was neat because in the beginning they they keep cutting back, back and forth and back and forth as everything is building up to the start of the funeral, um, and how all these different people are preparing for it. So then, I, I don't think the fact that, like, you know, again, we go to Deidre, like they're cutting to Deidre, yep. they're cutting to a couple of the undercover ops on either side, they're <laughs> cutting to Stellan Skarsgård's character, they're cutting to Cashin, and again, they always keep coming back to this kid who's building a bomb. Who's still building you know a mean? bomb, So that yeah. tension is not only building, but it's also saying, oh, look at all these people, and oh, here's a bomb, all this stuff is eventually going to blow gonna up. Going to blow up, yeah, yeah, 100%, because then... Like I said, Deidre lands, and she has a smug look on her face still, and then it cuts to bricks, and she's still... I feel bad for her. I hope throughout the second season she's able to somehow... I can't somehow, imagine they would have saved her if she wasn't going to somehow come back a little bit. Yeah, get her brain back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. She's all scrambled up. She sure, is all but. scrambled up, that's for sure. And then I was trying to figure out what Deidre was... Deidre was staring at the at a door, and I thought she was trying to figure out what her room key... Um, code was, and I'm like, what is she doing? Just standing. She was just looking longfully. Look, yeah, and then I realized that there was a little 
display there and she was the camera in watching bricks on the inside so i was like okay and then we go back to uh to the bomb building guy and he's got a hollow of a hologram uh, of his of his friend father or figure. father figure there, so he's like re- reminding this himself, you, "This is for you." Yeah, and then um, Cashin's two friends, Brasso and Zanwan, um, are talking about because Zanwan's the one who answered the phone call when Cashin, right. the guy, the idiot, the, Cash, is that you? No names. Okay, Cashin, I won't yeah. use your name. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. And of course, <laughs> this is right after. Like isn't the guy about to tell him like oh don't tell anyone yeah yeah keep it keep it hush hush right yeah and and, and well yeah and then uh, and also the third guy uh, Nurchi 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 whatever how's it spelled and I spelled it my own oh, way okay. but uh, but the, he was the guy that and or that Cashin owed money to right but he didn't he pay his debts? he did pay his debts but I guess he wasn't so but he still wasn't happy he wanted more money because yeah because the empire was was paying people for information sure so he was listening to those two talking and then he says oh what I'll do is I'll get him drunk so he'll tell me more stuff uh because he's because Zanwad is is an idiot and then um I love the I called him the dumb spy uh as he's walking through town like everybody in town knows you're a spy. Yeah, you just stand not, out. Not exactly hiding it. Not exactly hiding it. He's talking into his walkie-talkie. He's just like walking around all day, not doing anything productive. Hello, fellow citizens. <laughs> oh, where are you going Nothing to work? Day? Me too. I'm going to walk over here Notice now. Any resistance recently? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that guy cashing in around uh, anywhere? Yeah, you, can, you know, if you have, great. No, don't worry. Don't about worry him. about it. But if you see him, you know. Yeah, let me know. I, I, I heard he's really good at cards. I want to play a game of, of cards with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why you're here. Um, so he's constantly walking around. And then uh, <laughs> oh, and then he's walking around town with Deidre. Sure. And, you know, of course, her, her disguise is a hood. Right. Which is the same thing as Luthen's disguise, which is just a hood. Right. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. If somebody has a hood up, they're in disguise. Yeah, I feel like in a in a town that is run by like militaristic folks, like in, in like in a dictatorship yeah. sort of thing. Uh, yeah. they would tell anyone with, with a hood, a hood up, up, take your damn hood down. Take your hood like, down. Yeah. Like, nope. No. Oh, look at that guy with hood. Probably nothing suspicious. Going yeah, on that guy there. with the hood. He's not going to do anything bad whatsoever. He's yeah. fine. Uh, and then, and by the way. Freaking, uh, I always forget his name, Stellan Skarsgård's character. Luthen. Luthen. Gosh, it's not even that hard. He puts the hood up to get on his bike. Mm-hmm. And then the, the hood just stays right there, man. How does the hood... Uh, like, it was just like, uh, uh, what was this, the guy from The Office? Um, Danny Cordray. Danny Cordray, yeah. When he was on the bike, his hair didn't move yeah. at all. I was like, wow, whatever hair products they Cad, have. Not Cad Bane. Cad, no. He was not Cad Bane. He was, no, what was his name? That's going to annoy me. Mm, we'll have to come to it later. Yes. Um, so yeah, so then, oh, and then, uh, s- not Cyril, Cyrix, what's the girl? Cinta. Cinta was following them. Cinta. Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth, there you go. Cinta is really good at blending in, and I was even saying how Cinta, um, got a job at the bar across the street from Marva's house. Right. So she could be watching, but at the same time. Doing something, right? Rather than this guy who's just walking. who's just walking around and watching. So you're an idiot. Um, so at that point, then um, that's when Nurchi gets gets um, 
Zan Juan to tell him all about his cashing coming. And then we go back to the bomb building guy again. And then we're, Mon Mothma's in the car with her husband. And this was yeah. a great scene yeah. because at first I was like, you know this guy's a spy. And then it, and then it hit me. Oh, she's, she's doing it on purpose. You're doing yeah. it on purpose. I, I had the same thing because I, I kind of forgot that she had remembered he was a spy. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're like, you need to be smarter than this. Like, you need to know. That. But then I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. That's right. She's a. So at first I was, she's talking about, she, gambling, she's right? yelling at her husband for gambling. And he's like, I'm not gambling. She's like, I know you are. And, and I'm like, okay, why is she arguing? And then it, then it hit me because she's trying to show the empire why all their money is gone. And right. it's gone, not because she's funneling it into the, into the Republic, but because he's gambling, but because he's gambling in a way. And it works because in a couple scenes later, it's funny. Cause like you, we're we're not meant to like this guy, right? We're like this is a character that we're meant to not like. Yeah. Um. But it really isn't very fair. No. Like we're watching this happen, and it's like what? Like as as a character, like it's not fair of like for this guy. Like he actually didn't do that. Yeah. And I like. Yeah. But and, and she knows that. And she knows it, but she's also th- she, between this and at the end when her daughter's becoming married to right. the gangster son. She's throwing away her whole Everything. family yep. for for the Republic. Yep. So when you see her later on leading Star Wars, you know she gave up everything. everything. Yeah. So it's kind of like Luthen's speech two days, two two episodes back. What did I give up? Everything. Yep. She and literally is now giving up everything. Not not that she cared about her husband too much. It's funny too, considering like her like her and Luthen butt heads so much, but like you see her more and more becoming. Luthen, yeah. You know I mean? Oh yeah, 100%. I wonder if we'll see cuz Mon Mothma is considered this big like symbol of hope and stuff. I wonder if we'll see like a darker side to her in the season. Yeah, two. so that would be really cool, like a like a grittier side to her. Um it was funny. She's talking about her, her husband gambling and she says, "You can go to Canto Bite and gamble all you want there." Right. I so wanted her to say your favorite planet of all time, Narshada. Nar but of course, which is actually a moon, but that's okay. Oh, okay, you, uh, uh, well now I know. Yes, it's but, a moon of Nalhutta. Oh, okay. Which again, the hut space. Like, yeah, you think we'd be going there. Yeah. But no, I guess they're trying to like remind us about Episode Eight, right? Because that's where they went. Because that's where, and it was a cool casino yeah. that we did see. Yeah. So. Um, they did tie it into an existing casino that right. is in the Star Wars movies. Um, and that also kind of goes to like more world building. Like, hey, in 30 years after the Battle of Yavin, Cantobite is like a, a hotbed for casino activity and stuff. Apparently back here it was still. Yeah. So like this is a place that was pretty clearly unaffected by the politics of the galaxy because it right. was probably already pretty corrupt. So it was like Atlantic City from the time it was invented until online gambling came exactly. out. And then... Wait. There it is. The demise of Atlantic City as we know it. Yeah. Um. So then this was a uh, Cinta comes running into her house and Vale's there. Vale, 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 whatever, the other girl. I want to say Vale. Vale is there. She's already in her house. But Cinta is so focused on what her job is of watching and waiting for Andor because we have to kill him before he tells the Empire all of our secrets. She's like, oh, hi, honey, you're here. But I still have to do. Look, there's there. This is happening, and that's happening, and this and that. And Vale's like, "Hello, like my my cousin who's running this thing doesn't want me to do this. Right? You are on the 
extreme also. So she's getting pushed out of everything. Um, so you can see that Vale was not happy at Cinta. Um, and Cinta was so focused on her job. And she knew, like, this is the time. If she takes her eyes off of it for one second, she could miss um, and or going into the house or whatever. Uh, and then as that's going on, we see Andor in the alleyway at night touching the wall of his father. Right. And then having a flashback. A, no back to tanks. And B, it was a meaningful flashback. That's it. Immersion ruined. Immer yeah. Can't even watch it anymore. <laughs> Can't even watch it anymore. Meaning, meaning in a flashback and no back to, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. If you're going to do it the right way, I don't want to see it. I only want to see dumb, meaningless, back to, pointless. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so flashback to him and his dad. Yeah, and uh, him telling him, him all about the Clem, telling him all about, you know, the rebellion and all this stuff. And basically... And cleaning engine parts. Cleaning engine parts and talking about how the old rusty this is us, okay. or the rusty bits. But all you need is just a little bit of cleaning. You do this, you do that, and it'll be working. And then that's what that's what we are. We need to be this. Yep. And so it was a very Life important... Yes, exactly. So make that a note to anytime you want to do a flashback, you don't need back to, and if you're going to do a flashback, make sure it has something to do with, with what's happening now, not just a meaningless flashback to have it. And then Cashin sneaks into the junkyard and his friend Plega, Peg, Pegla Peg, is there. Pegla, Pegla is there. And um, it was Brix's junkyard. Who kicked him out of that junkyard at one point, right? Yes. And so, and the guy who said, so Pegla kicked him out. It was after Andor like stole not bar borrowed the spaceship. Right. And then he was like, I can't help you anymore. And then what does he do this entire episode? He helps him. Helps him the whole episode. What a guy. What a guy. Um and, and doesn't Pegla die? Pegla no, Pegla does not the other one dies. The other um uh Zanwan. Zanwan he dies. That was sad. That was a sad moment. Yeah, that was a sad moment because but I feel like they hesitated on his on his dead face for just a second too long. Too a little too long. I'm like, all right, he's dead. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm like, is he is he gonna get up? Yeah. Like I feel like that was their way of saying, No, he's dead. See? He's not moving. He is not moving. I could have gotten that with two seconds left. Two seconds less, exactly. Um, they, had, so, they had a couple seconds left to fill at the end of that. Right, they're like, oh, it's only forty-six minutes. We yeah. need to make we, a forty-seven. We're not allowed to have any more than seven to eight minutes of credits. So right. We gotta, we so gotta we, we need to we need to pick this up. Yeah. Um, so Bix is supposed to be there, but uh, Cashin doesn't know. So he's asking what's going on with Bix, and basically they they tell us without telling us what's going on. Um, then we ha hear a voiceover, and it was Nemec. If you watch the closed captioning, it said Nemec. And I was like, oh, who's Nemec? I completely forgot who right. Nemec was. Nemec was the young kid when they did the raid, the one right. that was all in and whatever. And Cashin was reading his journal. As he was reading his journal, we're seeing different people building up to this resistance. Right. So first we see Bix with her suffering. And when we're focusing on her, it's saying there will be times when the struggle seems impossible. I know this already. Alone, unsure, dwarfed by the scale of the enemy. And then we go to Luthen. He's looking at the city from afar. Right. Remember this. Freedom is a pure idea. It occurs spontane spontane spontaneously. spontaneously and without instruction. Random acts of in in insurrection are occurring constantly through the galaxy. There are... Uh, there are... 
something I wrote while armies, but that's not right. There are little whole armies, armies, whole armies. That's it. There are whole armies, battalions that have no idea that they've already enlisted in the cause. And then it's Andor now reading his little data pad. He right. had a he had a little small. It was almost like a it was Game a Boy. It's a shuffle. <laughs> it's a data pad shuffle. Data pad shuffle. <laughs> Remembering that the frontier of the rebellion is everywhere, and even the smallest act of insurrection pushes our lines forward. And remember that the imperial needs control. The the that remember this. The imperial need for control is so desperate because it is so unnatural. Tyranny requires constant effort. It breaks, it leaks, authority is brittle. Oppression is the mask of fear. Remember that and know this. The day will come when all their skirmishes and battles with moments of defiance will have flooded the banks of the empire's authority and then there will be be one too many. One single thing that will break the siege. Remember this. Try. Oh, I mean, with... Like what's going on in Russia and what's uh-huh. going on in uh, Iran? Yeah. Like again, just just this speech itself, like, is so like emblematic of re- the real world. Yeah. You know, in so many pl- times in the past and so many times now, um, kind of a shame that the people of Russia and Iran will never see or hear this, right? Because they are not allowed to watch Disney probably in their yeah. country. Um, but it is interesting, like how like they're really again they're leaning into this idea of rebellion and how like real it is you know yeah what I mean? and how it is existing and has existed I don't know, it's pretty cool and i also think as as this speech was going this was this was the point that andor was like all right i'm back in yep like i think and that's why um he wanted uh nemec wanted andor to have his journals right because he knew that if andor read his journals that he would be hundred percent on board. Um, so I thought it was like, you can almost see Andor's face turning like, all right. And, I, and that's all good writing. You yeah. Know, it comes down to how we've been talking about how good the writing is. You yeah. Know, and how that writing is reflected in the actual on screen stuff. You know what I mean? Like the, the, um, relationship that the writing has with the videography. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How they, yeah, it was just really, it was gorgeous. really, really good. So from that, we go to the, uh, IBS showing how uh, the IBS, the ISB. <laughs> <laughs> if you have IBS, <laughs> wait, <laughs> but it's, preparation age Pre- does feel better does feel on <laughs> the whole. <laughs> the ISB showing how they're going to control the funeral and how they're going to contain it. And I'm like, like if they would have just left it alone, it would have just been fine. It would have been fine. They even done the funeral, they would have gone home. Even with Marva's speech, I think they would have been angry, but they wouldn't have been as angry. They might have gone, "Hey, she's right. Let's talk about that." Yeah, they like, would have been like, "Hey, she's right. Let's let's let's." They probably down. they probably would have like thrown rocks at the hotel if they would have just like barricaded their hotel and just stayed in their hotel. They probably would have thrown rocks at it and then gone away. Yeah, but no. because there was such a force there and because they were being so restrictive because they wanted to catch Andor, they didn't care about anything else other than they wanted to catch Andor. So they were going to put them in the smallest possible space. It also harkens back to seconds earlier when they're talking about how uh, tyranny requires constant effort. Yeah. Right. They they had to control every single every aspect, single aspect of, of what it. was going on there. Yeah. Uh, and they 
they didn't they they missed a spot you yeah know what I mean? and that yep. one vulnerable spot that was the the, the crack in the in the dike the crack in the wall that it was, it was that kid with the it was with the, the ball yeah yeah <laughs> that was, that was and, it man and that was that's what put it over the top but yep. yeah um so then Blevin and Clorse are talking about the conversation in the car which was her driver right. was now talking to Clorse right. which was the other ISB guy they're back on on Coruscant. So, I mean, this was almost a throwaway scene. It, it was it was short enough that it didn't matter. Right. It might be setting some future But it's stuff probably up. setting something up, yeah, for season two because once Deidre started getting her way, Cloris was kind of like just a backstory character at that right. point. But that's probably building up for season two. Yeah, she's gonna, he's going to be a rival. For right. Sure and especially gonna, now, that now that she messed up. She so messed up. And this yeah. scene, this this um, funeral went so bad. Yeah, we're going to see episode one, season two of the fallout probably for her. Yes. Of her enormous blunder here. And the yes. fact that all these people died and they didn't catch Andor. Nope. And there was this big... Re- Rebellion and mm-hmm. there's, you know, yeah, it's, we're gonna see. Yeah, that's gonna be the first, and he's gonna capitalize. He's gonna capitalize on it, and, and yeah. Um, so then, um, she, oh, so uh, I wrote down this is when Mon Mothma basically threw her husband under the bus yep. to throw off the I, ISB, uh, and then the Krieger battle plans worked perfectly. Yep, Krieger is dead. And so everybody's happy. The uh, it was mostly the emperor. The emperor wanted to show Palpatine needed needed to kill everybody. They keep talking about the emperor. I'm wondering if at some point we're going to see the emperor, even if it's like in the background, giving it like on the other side of a of a screen. It just feels like they don't use him enough. You know what I mean? Like he's he's yeah. an important character, and he's really the technically the big bad of the entire thing. But like. All these, all these, like kind of, like Easter eggs and these, like bring this in for oh, that's that person, the big bad of the entire series. They don't have that much, right? So like, I feel like I would love to like that makes total sense. He's the political leader of the entire yeah. galaxy. This would be a good space for him to. But like, do how something. how often do you think the president of the United States goes down to the uh, FBI branch in Minnesota? Fair. You know, like this is just one of the ISB branches. And I guess that's part of what this is, is that it's a smaller scale. Yeah. Thing. And that's why I think maybe even it was just like, again, just a speech. Like, yeah. even if they like it was like one of these like very like in in the cartoons, they talk about how like they're they're whitewashing basically the empire. You know, we have the, the imperial march, but it's in a major key and everything's great. Um, even if it was like, you know. Palpatine, but like he looks not as crazy and right. he's like giving a happy speech. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at this controlled message they're sending out from mm-hmm. the Emperor, you know? Um Or even know. even just a picture of Palpatine on the wall. Yeah. With a sign that says our supreme leader. Right. You know, just why like, not? I mean, look at North Korea. They got Kim Jong un everywhere. Everywhere. Just yeah. giant just giant. Yeah. Down. Yeah. So we uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um but yeah, I agree. Basically where the galaxy is right now, right? Is Space North Korea? Space North Korea, exactly. A hundred percent. Um so they're all happy except for Deidre. Deidre is not happy. She's unhappy. She says, "Well, dead man, dead man, tell no tales." Yep. She's like, "We like, need get over yourself, dude. Yeah, we need, we need to. We should have had left somebody so that we could um, interrogate them. Which it makes sense. Like, yeah, because like if they interrogated someone, they might have found out about you know the that fact that, that this Krieger was, wasn't 
Ajax yeah. or whatever. Uh, Axis. <laughs> From now on, Axis is now named Axis Ajax. Is Ajax. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, they don't. This realize... episode brought to you by Ajax. Ajax. Yeah, we like so many corporate sponsorships. We should get. I know. Uh, anyway, Luthen is Ajax. Luthen is Ajax. Um, so yeah, she's upset, uh, but like the you know the mansplainers in the room basically say, get over it and make sure that we get a cash in, which yeah. she doesn't. <laughs> she's well i'll get cash and don't worry so then the next thing we see luthan going into town he's going in on his little speeder bike right instead of taking the bus which is what cyril and his friend did hey man i i get it i have uh, my bike outside i get it yeah uh i i wrote down uh, the spy is so dumbly since i got a job to watch the house uh and then brasso and andor meet up in the alleys brasso tells him all the nice things that his mom said and that he will be an unstoppable force of for good. And she right. did tell him uh, how much she loved him, which even though Andor said the last time we talked, we argued. But he did say when he was leaving, he said, you got to come with me. And she said, I'm staying here. And he said something about, but I'm going to miss you. And she said, that's what love is. Right. So they knew she knew that he loved her and, and whatever. And it's a shame that he didn't get to say goodbye to her. But again, um, another real thing that happens in the real yeah, world. Yeah, right? it happens in the real People world. People get in fights. They don't talk and something happens. And mm-hmm. that's something some people, unfortunately, have to face. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's just an interesting non-Star Wars real world conflict that's yeah. playing out on that's screen. That's playing out on screen. And then we go to the bus scene with Cyril and the other guy. And I really, in the beginning, I, I really wanted to like Cyril as a bad guy. But now right. I just think he's just a crazy stalker. Yeah. And I really dislike him not even like a bad guy like i dislike deidre because she's a bad guy but right. i like her enough she's a good character she's a great character like root for her a little yeah bit. it's like she's almost like a thrawn where when yeah. when she's in the scene you're like rooting for her because right. she is thinking so far ahead up until the the fight scene today where she just was not able yeah. to do she's what very tunnel vision yes <laughs> i um, will win i oh crap <laughs> Um, but I'm I'm liking Cyril less and less. Like, yeah, th- he is really like. I was I was half expecting him to like try and kiss Deidre when he like saved her, and I thought she was gonna kiss him yeah, because and I was like, she don't, had. Please don't do this. She, is very Florence Nightingale syndrome sort of like. Um, the the episode of The Office when Pam has her art show. Chunky. And <laughs> is there something in your pocket right now? <laughs> Chunky. Chunky. <laughs> but that scene when Michael comes and he says, oh, my gosh, that's our building. Right. That's my car. That's your car. You put our can I, how much is this? I want to buy it. You see all of her emotions right. because she's disappointed that none of her friends came. Then she's like, oh, crap. Michael's here. Then he's so impressed. And he's like that father figure right. type of thing. So you saw all the emotions in Pam in that 10-second clip. Right. This was the same thing with Deidre. Yep. When he saves her, you see she doesn't know what to do because she's wound up so tight. Yep. I almost just died. Oh, my God, I'm saved. It's this freaking creep. It's this creep. I should probably thank you. I should thank you for this. You now I to. think I like you because you saved me, and now you traveled all the way here just for me. She's like, which he didn't, which he didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so she she went through all of the emotions. Yep. Um. So then then we see Luther and Vale are talking about Andor, and he says, "Let them find him." 
and then we'll just kill them. Let them yeah. do the hunting. We don't need to hunt. We can just follow them. When they find them, we'll just kill them. Um, and then uh, the bell guy starting the ceremony. Now, that giant bell, it the was anvil. the yeah. anvil. The top of it, the way it was, that mix of metals um, looked like it Beskar. was Beskar. It Can you imagine like Beskar, if right? that was a giant chunk of Beskar? I can't imagine it was Beskar because if it was, I feel like the Empire would be like, no, this is ours. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry like, we're Charlie. taking that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it was a pretty impressively hefty anvil. Maybe the Empire even tried. They were like, oh, this is too heavy. Nah, we'll just leave and it. As, as a musician, like, it had layers inside of there and there were cuts acoustics, and things like yeah. that for acoustics and, way, and for there different was a sound. Space marching band? Yes. With yeah. space French horns and space flutes and space drums. Can well, you know. guys play that march um, next year in so. marching band season? Can you we'll, play we'll that song? Yeah. It was a little bit sad and solemn for, for Right. But then so. it had its two parts. It had so you gotta play it as you're marching on to the field. Right. And then you pause and then you play the more upbeat part right, yeah. once you're in the show. Sure. Yeah, I I'll, think you I'll should consider it. All right, and then I'll run around with a with a lightsaber behind you. We can make that happen. Yes, you have I to have come to all of our competitions. I have my. Hey, I'll do it if I can <laughs> run around in a lightsaber and a cape. I'll do it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring back capes. I'm trying to bring them back. So if I can start doing it in a show, I mean, Elvis only wore a cape when he was on stage. That's true. So I'll wear a cape for your show with my lightsaber and and all. I'll that. have my people talk to your people. That'd be perfect. Um. So uh, uh, the band is warming up, and I said, you need those instruments in your band. I like yeah. how there was a flute hidden inside of this other two yep. more rings of flutes that were all hooked together and stuff. Well, they look like bass flutes. I don't know if you've ever seen a bass flute. Okay. Uh, but it, it looks like that. It's like a flute, but it's curved. So that Okay. But it looks like they took bass flutes, and they added some stuff to added make it some, look Star wars Yeah, to make it look more Star wars uh, It was pretty cool. They took French horns, same thing, to make mm -hmm. it look Star wars Like Again, I don't know how they figured that drum. Like A drum is a drum. Right. You can't make a drum. Look you can't make it. a drum. Yeah, but they they like the drum pad, head, the head, the head of the drum. They made it look like it was a wood sure. wood grain on top of there yep. to make it a little bit different. But yeah, so the the space marching band was was setting up, and then Deidre and the Empire, not even caring, once again, not even caring about their thing. They're they're as the band is marching and as things are starting, they're talking about all these places. Get everybody in place so right. that we can start doing this. They're starting too too early. The marching band went in the Godfather. When, um, when he's in Italy and the person dies in Italy and they have the yeah, it reminded me of that yeah. the the funeral in in Italy from from uh, the Godfather. Yeah, and it had that kind of like not great, not polished sound of that. Yeah, you know what I mean, where it was like, uh -huh. where it was like, oh, these the last time these people played was the, the last, last funeral. funeral. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the daughters are leading the march, and it looks to me like anybody can just join in, but then suddenly. They stopped people, the spies walking, and then Cinta's following the spy. So she's marching in the parade. Um, uh, Wilman, the bomb boy, he joins in. And then the imps are trying to contain it. Andor's hiding. He sees Luthen and knows that everybody's looking for him. And I yep. also feel like at this point, he knows, and once he sees Luthen there, he's... He knows that Luthen is there to kill him. Right. And he said, as soon as he sees Luthen, we know, all right, he's probably going to reconsider what he's going to do right yeah, now. You know, yeah, because like, he had already reconsidered, I think, with this speech. Right. But then now, oh, Luthen's here, good. If I can get to him before he can get to me, I can get him to not kill me without me knowing that he's going to kill me. I can talk him out of it right. and let him know that I want to join. 
Um, so then Cyril tries to join the march, and he's blocked from that. He's not even allowed to do that. Yep. Like, Cyril's been blocked from everything. He loses his job. He's stuck with his mom, who's been nothing but uh, the nicest of moms oh, ever. Sure. Um, You've then, seen Misery, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. Um, so then he's he's at this crappy job now that he hates. He can't he can't get to Deidre. He's trying to get Deidre to get him reinstated or maybe even get a job in the ISB or anything like that. But at least his clothes look fly as hell. But his clothes do look fly he's as hell. Always tailored. Always tailored to the nines. Yeah. So then he's like, Oh, I can get into this march and be a part of it. No, you can't. So he's even blocked from <laughs> we, that. We are mourning. Please go away. Please go away. You are not accepted here. And then it it uh it didn't make me laugh, but all the when they started chanting stone and sky stone and sky right. um all the people in the town were shouting it but then or chanting it but then you're looking around and you could tell who the outsiders were because there's like 20 people who aren't saying anything spy 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 yep. spy spy <laughs> like okay all these people that aren't talking get them out of here because yep. they don't belong in here um Bix Bix is still locked up and she's here in the ceremony and, and I feel like that's she's chanting she's bringing gonna, her back up yeah it might be too. bringing her brain back a little bit uh B B2 emo uh emo. Bemo's walking down in front of the ceremony as well uh I sent an email out to some friends and asked who was the most likable droid and I think I'm gonna do a Star Wars spotlight dance on it sure and he's definitely Bemo, he's like a puppy. He is like a puppy. Like a human puppy because he can he's talk. He's a puppy that can talk. Yes, he's so cool. Just I, imagine like any of the nicest golden retrievers you've ever met. Yeah. And, Th- and like, then they can talk. And they can talk. Like, uh, what's his name? Kevin? From, Kevin. Uh, up? Yeah, well, Kevin was, was Kevin the bird. Kevin was the bird. It was the yes, dog. Yes, Doug. Doug. Doug, yeah. yeah. Doug the dog. Doug the dog, but yes. Um. So then the somber music's to a little bit more upbeat music when they're about to uh, move to the spot where they'll be placed. I did like the stone. Mm-hmm. I thought her stone was pretty cool, and and I can see uh, somebody on Etsy now is selling stones, stones yeah. with you know in memory of your yep. parents or whatever written in Star Wars in uh, what's a Star Wars language? Uh, Galactic Basic. Yes, or, uh, it's written in Arabesh. Arabesh, written in Arabesh. Yes. Um, so then they're about to move closer to the spot, and uh, I love how the officers are so tough until they get hit in the face. Uh, then the stones in the sky, everybody who's local is chanting. Uh, Bimo displays the biggest and clearest holograph I've ever seen. They they did make sure at least once or twice to add in some glitches and beats yes. and boops, but otherwise, yeah, this thing like broad daylight, broad daylight, clear as anything. Yeah. A couple of glitches, but um, very very clear. So it was a this little old beat up droid. Apparently, has some great freaking some great holographic sensors. yes sensors. The, uh, everything has been beat up except for the holographic sensors. Yeah. Um. So Marva's talking to them, and it was creepy and cool all at the same time. I don't know if you ever saw. Did you see the movie My Life with? Um, I don't think so. Who was the original Batman? Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. No. Michael Keaton. It was a really good movie. Um, I saw it. I don't want to say. I don't, it came out soon after my dad passed away from cancer, and it was about him dying of cancer and all okay. the stuff. So it really like hit close to home. But it was kind of like that because at the end of it, he he, he was recording himself saying all these things to his family and stuff like that, right. like on 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 uh on the VHS on the camcorder. Right. Uh, so then at the very end, his kids watching the tapes. Yeah. 
So it was it reminded me of that because um, here she is post mortem giving right. the speech to everybody and telling everybody, you know, it's easy for me. I'm dead to say, go fight. Right. It's a lot harder for you because you're the ones actually doing it. But whatever. But it was it was pretty cool. And Another, then, it also reminds me of the office when Michael's like, hello, son, <laughs> if you're watching this. Then I am dead. <laughs> How to take off a bra. <laughs> same exact thing, right? Same exact same thing. Exact it was exactly thing. the same thing. Marva is Michael Scott. Marva confirms. is Michael Scott. Yes, exactly. Um, and then she says, I want Ferrox to continue. The empire is a disease that grows when we are sleeping. And as she's saying this, I'm literally like thinking, like, are they listening? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, just sitting back letting this happen. Eventually, of course, they did intercede, but I'm like, you know she's you know she's trash talking you, right? Yeah, you might want to put get a handle on this situation. And then and then the the one officer finally says he's had enough. He throws a cape. He over throws a cape. Deidre is kind of Deidre is so focused on finding Cashin that she doesn't even care. She wanted to trap everybody. She was told Cashin was in this one place. She storms off. But the one leader, the one general, not whoever general, whatever is, he was, commander, commander or whatever, he was like, we can't let this continue. He's getting ang- more angry and more angry to the point where he finally goes and throws his cape over top of over top of BMO. Yeah. But he doesn't cover it up all the way. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So you see half of the dark side. He's in a lot of shadowing there as sure. she's saying uh, the Empire's of that grows when we were sleeping. Fight. And then a big fight. And like we said earlier, it wasn't like a rebellion fight. It was more of a protest yeah. fight. Um, like, like a, you know, a protest that got out of hand and turned into a riot. Yeah. Which is essentially what it was. Which is right? essentially, yeah. Dude throws the bomb and then all of a sudden everything goes nuts. Everything goes nuts. The bomb blows up other bombs. There just happened right, to be yeah. more bombs lying there Good that aim, got felt that rolled over <laughs> and blew yeah. up more and bombs. And then freaking what's his name? Uh, Andor's buddy just with the stone just like. Rah! Yeah, I, I was screaming with it. I I thought as he's hitting people with the stone, I was like, please don't break. Please don't yeah, break. I figured it would just shatter. Across yeah, someone's skull luckily it point. didn't. It stayed in one piece. Who yeah. knows? Uh, and I think he was running off with it. Yeah. Um, but then Wilman, the the kid. One of the Imperial officers grabs him and then that's when Brasso just goes over and just bops the guy on the head with the stone and then grabs Wilman back and he goes off. Cashin goes up into the hotel while all this nonsense is going on, and he saves. He pulls bricks out, right. bricks out, and she, I felt bad. Like she was like, "No, they're gonna get mad. They're gonna." Yeah, I can't kinda, go. Kind of reminds me of uh, Reek slash yes. Theon Greyjoy. Uh-huh. You know I mean, like this whole, like, oh, this is just like you can't let me out. This is gonna be bad. They're gonna they're gonna punish me. They're like, gonna punish me more. Like she's so yeah, like, twisted and and traumatized and by traumatized by it yeah that she thinks this is just obviously this is just another ruse or this is just something that yep if you, know, you they're take gonna catch they're gonna catch me again and then torture me worse, again so. yeah um so then he gets her out and it was interesting the whole purpose the empire was there was to get cashin and cashin's walking down an alley with bix yep as all this fighting is going on and nobody knows where he is, but yet this giant uprising is happening in the background behind him. Um, Bimo's knocked over. Is like there's this one focus and there's so tunnel vision. They don't realize all the other, stuff all the other stuff on, going on around it. All yeah. The other stuff goes on and all of a sudden they have to focus on that. And here's that thing they were tunnel vision on. He just walked and away. it just walked away. Yeah. Um, Bimo's knocked over. I felt so bad. I'm I was like, so annoyed. Yeah, like you know, in the movies when the dog gets punched, uh-huh. you're way more angry about anything. That's Bimo. That's that. That was Bimo. Yeah. 
Um, so Corva, the, oh, the Corva spy, the, the guy Corva, the spy, he's like walking away. Synth is following him, and he turns around and he goes, "What are you doing?" And she doesn't even answer. She just goes, whoosh, yep, stabs, stabs him. him in the gut. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. I'm stabbing you. Uh, and then she closes the door. Now we didn't see him land. We didn't see any explosions. Is he dead? That's Maybe a good question. Maybe he's Palpatine. Maybe they take his DNA and they fuse it into uh, what's his name from the, the prison. guy from the prison, right? And, and that's, that's how, how they, they get Snoke. Snoke. There you go. Confirmed. Yep. Let's done. make an article about that's, it. That's uh, rumored. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, oh, as Andor's leaving, uh, the the Death Troopers. Yeah. Which uh, the Emperor called them death troopers because he wanted people to he and he told people that they were actually dead people inside that he resurrected and that's why they're the death troopers um they're supposed to be like better soldiers they're like super soldiers uh barely ever do anything they barely and andor dove across the room and and somehow perfect shot right into one um so then deidre gets knocked down Cyril saves her, and then this is we already talked about all that weird and he like tension. he like kidnapped her like he had a gun in her back as he was like getting yep. her off whatever um Luthen leaves uh then we see Valencent packing up they're packing everything up they're like we gotta go we gotta get out of here um so and then Andor's helping all of his friends escape they get Bix in and then this was this was the saddest bemo scene ever yep. Um, Bimo's like Cashin. He's so excited to see Cashin. He brings Bix in on the ship, and he says, "I never got to see you." And then Cashin uh, says, "I'm counting on you." He says, "You always say that," and he says, "And you always come through." Like Cashin's the dad who's going out for smokes. He is I mean? every like, time. I'll be, I'll be back, buddy. I know you always say you'll be back. You always, and I always come and back. And I always like, come back. Three years later. Yeah. yeah like, uh, last time you left, it was on my birthday, and I was four years old. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Cashin is a deadbeat dad confirmed. He is confirmed <laughs> deadbeat dad to Bimo. Bimo, you can come live with me all you want. That's I'll take right. good care of you. Yeah, Rob, Rob fosters lots of I do. Things. I foster lots of lots of dogs, lots of stray dogs. I'll foster a stray uh, droid yeah, now. Uh, and then we see Mon Mothma's betrothing ceremony. Betrothing. Betrothing right. ceremony. Yes. Uh, first, she throws her husband under the bus. Now it's her daughter. Now it's her daughter. But her daughter is like super into it too. She she's is. like she's into the whole culture and stuff. But and the funny, well, I mean, Mon Mothma's in a no-win situation with her daughter at this point because if she tells her daughter you're not allowed to join the old ways, then she's a mean mom for not letting her do that. Right. So it's almost like she's got to let her join the cult and then figure out for herself that it's a bad idea. Don't wear Nike sneakers and go to bed at nighttime because that's a. Did you do you remember that cult or that was no. before? So this whole cult, they all. I forget how they. I don't know how they all committed suicide the same oh, night. Oh, it was Heaven's Gate, right? Heaven's Gate. Yes. Oh, no, I, yeah, I yeah. know Heaven's Gate. They, it was the Kool Aid. The Kool Aid. Yes. The, the bleach and the Kool Aid, and they all wore Nikes, and it was about Comet Hellbop, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and they, and uh, the their leader was going to bring them all back. They still have a website. Do they really? You can, you can visit the website all, and it's actively maintained. Oh my gosh! It's really There's weird. There's still it's some really crazy creepy. people. It yep. is very creepy. I, I I don't know. I always th- thought I wanted to be a cool cult leader because you have all these people who blindly are following you. Well, L. Ron Hubbard is quoted as saying, "Like if you want to make uh, a lot of money, don't write science fiction. Be a religious leader." Yeah, and then he be and then he created um, Scientology. Scientology. And, yeah. and yet here they all are yeah. following him. 
crazy stuff, man. Uh, we not to talk about religion on Bandon on podcast. Um, so Luthen's back in a ship. Oh yeah, so she Luthen's very cool ship. Very Luthen's very cool ship. He gets on board and he talks to the ship. Start blah blah blah. Stealth mode. Stealth here we mode. Go. Full Let's start. Let's here. go. And then there's silence. Mr. Sulu, a head warp factor one. <laughs> the, and the ship doesn't respond to him at all. And he's like, and then he like turns the corner and he looks, and then there's Andor standing but there. Why would the ship not respond to him? Did Andor like do some weird stuff? Like that's a weird. Uh, maybe it goes into its own stealth mode when the when there's bad guys on the oh, ship. Oh, it's like, hey, I can't let them know this is really yeah, that, way that, more that, OG. Yeah, fly or ship yeah, that uh, that uh, I'm a virtual reality ship that can control itself type right. of thing. All right. So then Andor basically says, "Kill, Kill me, me or, or take no. me in." Yeah, <laughs> and then he yeah. takes him in. He says, "All right, let's go," and that's the end of that's it. That's it. That's how it ends. Again, it, there's there's no like. At the end of that, it's not like someone pulled out the dark saber. No, you know, it's not like you know one of the inquisitors showed up. It was just really good storytelling, yeah. building to a climax, and they set up what was to come. And knowing when they started it that there was going to be twenty four episodes, there was going to be two seasons. They were able to do a very good uh, Empire Strikes Back finale, where your good cliffhangers, not the Congratulations! Everything is a great day ending. Right. Um, this is it. There's a small uprising, but now more people are on board, and this is going to be the building of it for next season. Sure. So, I wonder, and I'm wondering where they're going to leave it off because, like, there's, I again, I think I've mentioned, I think there's rumored to be a time jump. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but you know, we have a lot of storytelling that could happen, and if they're only doing two seasons, we know Andor's end. Yeah. So they, I would assume, are going to lead us into right uh, if it one. goes right into rogue one which is five years after the start of this season right. so um if we have another but also throughout this season like we don't really know how long he was in jail it, it was wasn't a couple months then, yeah i was gonna say it was only a couple months yeah. because um his mom quickly went downhill right and it wasn't like they were talking years of this. Like, this was a couple of months that he was there. So it wasn't a huge time jump, per se. It was just a gradual right. time progression. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if, if it goes to a two-year, three-year jump or not at all. I would think you would want to go a little bit ahead to have Mon Mothma being able to put more pieces together. Sure. And... They can't really finish Andor's character arc, you know, because right. there's character building that happens in Rebels. Or, yeah, uh, Rogue in, One. in Rogue One. So, like, he, he changes as a, as a character in that movie. Yeah. So, like, it's not as though at the end of season two, it's like, hey, they fleshed out Andor's character and he's a full human and look at him. You know, he's probably going to progress at some point, but it still has to lead us into where he is at the beginning of Rogue One. At the beginning of Rogue One, he's you know, an undercover agent. He's a spy. He has very little scruples, really. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's kind of that, you know, we see, we open up Rogue One with him talking about that guy, talking to that guy and then killing him. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we're going to end this with him being like this savior of people. He's probably right. going to be pretty shady. Yeah, he's still going to be shady. And he's been shady this whole, even this first season, sure. he's been shady. You know, but going... the shady for that has been more about self-preservation. Right. You know I mean? about, right. Like now it's about, you know, continuing the cause and mm -hmm. it's about, you know, doing what's necessary 
Um, and we see that at the beginning of Rogue One when he kills that guy. So we'll probably see more of that in season two. I'd yeah. Imagine. And even like in the very beginning, we established his saying when he first meets Luthen about how the Empire doesn't think that we could just walk into their right. into their thing. So he has that shadiness to him already. And it continued even, you know, he he was able to walk in in the season finale, walk into the hotel. He was able to sneak into there. He was able to to walk out of the jail, you know, like he, they don't they think that they're so all powerful, but he realizes that he can keep doing these things. And it's going to progress even more throughout the second season leading into Rogue One. So it'll right. be pretty cool to see where it goes. Yeah, man. And that's that's the end of our episode. Man. Yeah, man. Like, it was we, a good a good. It was a great season. Uh, I think you can go ahead and count on us coming to you next week or the week after just doing a full re- season wrap up. Yep. Talking about what we think is going to come next uh, in season two. Also talking about stuff co- to come in the Star Wars universe. I mean, we've got Mandalorian season three coming pretty soon. We've got assuming Book of Boba Fett at some point will come out. We've got Ahsoka coming out with something, right? Yep. Um, yep. And we, we they had the. um. The cartoon that came out. Oh, yeah. We definitely got to talk about the Star Wars uh, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. Uh, I haven't got a chance to watch them yet, but I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah. So short, right? 15 minutes they're, long each. They're not even. Yeah. 15 minutes with opening and closing credits. Right. I was thinking, and Ryan and I talked about it in your absence, um, how I thought there was going to be a lot more characters, but it was only... Ahsoka, Ahsoka and, and Count and Dooku. Dooku right? okay. And it was Count Dooku leading into him turning bad. Right. But they could have done it differently. I don't I don't like me personally, I don't like shorts. Right. Because you want to see things more I want to see out. things, you yeah. Want, yeah and and it's like it's like a, a ten minute show, but four minutes are closing credits, so it's really like a six minute cartoon. Yeah, when when it comes to things that short, anytime someone's not talking, I'm going, all right, this is a waste of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like we don't have time for world building and <clears throat> and like incredible scenery when we only have ten minutes. When you when you're only giving us a ten minute story, yeah. yeah. There was a there's a show in Canada um, called Letter Kenny. Okay, I've heard of it. Okay, and they also did a cartoon kids shorts, um, Little Kenny they called it. Okay, and it was the same thing. Luckily with that, once you if you binge watched them all in a row, I think it was on Hulu. But once you got past the first episode, if you just kept watching, they cut out all the closing credits and stuff. So it did go a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But it was like seven minute, like real quick little stories. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's cute. You could have, I, I could, you could, you could have made a 30 minute or even a 15 minute, you know, like the way SpongeBob would be like two episodes right. in one 30 minute thing. Like you could have made it, you could, you could have come up with seven more minutes to right. make this story funnier and longer than, than what you did. Right. And I felt like it was the same thing with this, with these Tales of the Jedi. They could have either packaged them differently where they put all three Ahsoka stories together and just made one 45-minute yeah. Ahsoka story and one 45-minute Doku story. I would have been fine. Right. I would have been totally happy with two episodes and you know, with the premise that in the future we'll get more behind the scenes, right. you know, more Princess Leia or... Luke Skywalker, other like little kid stories of right. them, or, or even Han Solo, like a young Han Solo, like younger than when we saw him in Solo or whatever. Just something fun, you know, going back to... Were they kitty? Were they kind of kitty? Mm, they were the uh, Japanese... I forget what his name is. Here. Oh, Ghibli. Studio Ghibli, right? Yeah, Studio Ghibli. Um, so very slow storytelling, 
Um, which is not great when you only have which a is not minutes. yeah a lot of what exactly what you said we don't want it was a lot of great scenery a lot of slow movement story like like watching them walk watching somewhere yeah. And, yeah um and then the ahsoka there were two good fight scenes there was a good fight scene with ahsoka there was a good fight scene with doku and yaddle was yaddle, in that one right. um so the, there were two good fight scenes but when you have a six-minute episode, your fight scene is three minutes long. Yeah. You know, so it's like it could have been a 15-minute episode with a five- or ten-minute fight scene or even two fight scenes. Like, Yaddle fights Doku, and Doku runs, and then she catches up to him later on and, and has another, like, Rocky, every Rocky movie where there's two fights. Rocky right. loses first, and then, and then he wins. wins. Right. You know, so like it could have been the Obi-Wan, same thing. Right? Yeah, like, like Obi Wan lost the first one, then he came back and he kicked Darth Vader's ass. Yeah, exactly. So it could have been it could have been a lot better like that. So whatever. Either way, we'll probably come back to talk about that in a future episode. But uh, it's been a great season. It uh, has been excited about season two and where it is to come, uh, where it's going to go from here. Um, but we'll talk all about all that other stuff on the next episode. Yes. Right. In the meantime, uh, from all of us here, both of us, at ben, both of us, Milk Podcast headquarters. We've spoken. We have spoken.